0: You're listening to CRUD Talk, a ministry of 50 Shades of Grace. Everybody's got a story. I'm guessing, like me, you've been hurt before. But what if I told you there was more to this life than being stuck in the hurt and sin of your past? Hey, we all have CRUD, but it's how we deal with it that makes all the difference today's episode is brought to you by the key to freedom conference we thank you for your generous gift which allows us to share hope and continue to help people deal with the crud in their lives dealing with crud is a big deal so thanks for helping us do that hey everybody welcome to crud talk i'm Sonia bruner how are you doing today So I'm going to jump right in because this episode tonight, ooh-wee, it's a good one. (laughs) This is called Church Hurt. Oh my goodness, y'all. So let's just start. My wife and I listen to Crud Talk every week, and I believe that Jesus is using you to break the chains of sin and shame. We have a question. We've been leaders in our church for several years and recently caught our pastor, whom we love and have served alongside for all these years, in a lie. We went to him and confronted him, but he denied it and instead told the deacons and others that we were the troublemakers and that we were spreading lies about him and needed to be asked to leave. They've made it so difficult to worship or have fellowship there that we feel like we need to leave the church. Our family is devastated. We feel betrayed by the pastor, the staff, our friends, who once this happened stopped all communication with us. It was like we had committed the sin. Many of them know the truth, but have done nothing to stand up for us. We don't know what to do. It seems like everyone has turned their backs on us. So how do we know who we can trust? Any thoughts about what we should do? Oh my goodness. First of all, let me say I'm so sorry for anyone who has been hurt by the church. And second, it makes me want to throw up. (laughs) It literally makes me want to throw up. As a person who served in the st- on staff, me, in the local church for over 20 years, I am all too familiar with church politics and the dysfunction and the games that people play. Church is like a family. It can be wonderful and the worst nightmare all in the same week, <laughs> especially if there's a committee meeting I'd rather be in the lion's den or the fiery furnace than have to sit through a committee meeting. Can I get an amen? Okay, people, now that's funny. You need to laugh. I've talked about this and written about this a ton, and I have personal experience with church hurt. So when I hear about someone getting hurt by the church, my first thought is not to respond at all, but what kind of a podcast would that be, right? My second thought is to start going off on a tirade, but I'm not gonna do either one. So let me explain how I got my start in the local church. So my story is this. I was tortured and raped by a man my mother dated, and eventually he sold me to men for sex. Most of you know that. My mother blamed me and then beat me and even tried to kill me multiple times. I was dehumanized for years, so much so that I didn't even feel real. I felt unhuman. I was numb. I was a sex slave, basically, groomed and forced to do evil things, tortured, betrayed, and beaten. All I ever heard out of the mouths of the people who should have known better but didn't do better by me was that I was bad, unworthy, dirty, and damaged. I got placed in a foster home and they took me to church. I have to say, it was weird. They dressed different, they talked differently, they smelled different, (laughs) and the church kids were weird. I had never been around any Christians. It was all weird and new. Mr. Gene was the first man I met who was the greeter at the door that first day I walked into the church. He handed me a visitor ribbon and a butterscotch candy. But what I remember the most was his eyes never dipped lower than my eyes the entire time he talked to me. That meant everything to a broken, beaten girl. He was a wonderful, godly man. Some of the people were so kind and nice and others were mean. They were afraid of me and didn't understand or know how to handle a 12-year-old who acted like she was 27. Some of the women would grab their kids away from me protectively. Almost all of them grabbed their husbands away from me and held on tight whenever I was around. It was weird. Then I met Jesus. He changed my life radically, immediately, completely. I absolutely knew he loved me. No strings, no lies, just love. I think it's crazy that of all the people in my broken condition, in his goodness, Jesus revealed his truth forever and sealed it in my heart. I absolutely knew that Jesus was real and he loved me. Jesus taught me that when I got saved and began going to the church, church became my human connection. No slaps, no punches, no sex, no hurt, just kindness and love. I came in As the dirty disgusting unlovable nobody wanted girl but being a part of the church the Bible said I was no better and no worse than any other human being at that place I was finally human it was a place where Sonia could be considered worthy to be loved everyone at church was a sinner and needed to be saved by Jesus and everyone belonged So for all these years, I've been sharing Jesus and serving in the local church, loving people and sharing my story. I love, love, loved it. Not only did I get to serve in full-time ministry with my husband, Rick, my entire family was serving in the local church. So we were on staff at a church and a small group of men, a very small group of men made a decision that our jobs were to be eliminated and then said, here's the kicker, we were not to come back. Shocked devastated hurt doesn't even cover it to not be able to say goodbye or be allowed to have that closure or feel the love from our people our friends was cruel and devastating to our family we hadn't done anything morally wrong or gotten in trouble like what you would think being fired from a job would entail none of that applied to us what it did do is it opened the door for satan to wreak havoc and have a field day For the first time in my life, the people of God who know Jesus, who he is, and know his truth, the church said, we don't want you here. And it wasn't just happening to me. It was my faithful husband. It was my boys, 10 and 14 at the time, who had been in the church their whole lives. Watching them hurt and knowing that there was nothing I could do was excruciating. Deep down inside of me, there was like this pit of darkness i felt completely rejected and numb and in that moment when they made that decision i became that dirty unworthy and unwanted little girl again god's people said we don't want you sonia and then proved it by their actions and their words and once again people who should have known better but did not do better by me and somewhere deep down i believed they were right and that somehow i was less than and not good enough for god either we don't kick families out of the church right we beg families to come and join our church you know what i'm saying i second guessed every single thing that ever happened to me or to our family in the local church was anything real what was the truth who were our friends why does god allow his people to do that to one another what did we do wrong Who did we make mad? And on and on and on. So in prepping for this episode, I asked some friends who have walked through the church hurt to share their thoughts. (laughs) Y'all, this is pretty good. So listen to this. Just because the church hurt you doesn't mean it was okay with God. I love that. God is still on your side whether people are or not. The church is just people. They mess up and usually don't ask for forgiveness. Forgive them anyways. It hurts you more than them if you don't. I think one reason church hurt is so sad and hard to let go of is because you trust them like they're family. And when family lets you down, it's so hard to forgive and move on. That being said, I do believe in the necessity, comfort, and power of fellowship with other Christians. But it's not fun having gone through this, and we still have moments that the hurt creeps in, but I will say I have grown from having gone through it still haven't found a church home but found some some home people that never quit pointing us to god and let me say just let me say in my own personal words here so many never do go back to the church and once you've been out for a while it's really hard to go back it's hard to plug in or even allow your guard down long enough to let people in if that makes sense okay listen to this one church hurt is a deep hurt it's a family that you share your best and worst days with So when we experienced our church hurt, we were left without our friends, our family, place of worship, basically our lifelong support system had completely crumbled. In the first days after our, let's just say, very dramatic, sudden, and very public departure from our church, we lost so much. The place we both surrendered our life to Jesus and we were baptized, surrendered to the ministry where we were married, and the place each of our children had learned about Jesus, accepted him, and were baptized our departure was not due to any immorality or sin honestly a few deacons decided they wanted a new leader at first it was so difficult to decide what to do next or if we even wanted to go to church at all i think that's very real i'm just gonna say that as she continues but as we leaned into god we were led to a new place of worship and with time we learned even more of god's faithfulness and sovereignty to our family We were able to rest in good, solid Bible teaching with people who loved us in our brokenness. And through this, we realized as parents just how much our children needed the change. Through all of this, we all, including our children, were made even more aware of God's character and the importance of being in a biblical church home that is seeking to reach the community. I love that. So here's a really cool tip somebody sent me don't judge the church in response to a church isn't that good they go on to say some are healthier than others we found a church that understood what we had been through and loved on us and gave us an opportunity to serve while healing after we worked through the hurt we began to work on forgiving those that hurt us yeah i absolutely love that here's another one I learned not to, this is kind of sad, but it's true. A lot of people can relate to this. I learned not to expect more from them because they profess to know Christ. I have often, but not always, found more love and acceptance outside of the church than inside. And I think the difference is that I expected too much from Christians. I had no expectations for the non-Christians and ultimately I was surprised by both ways. People are all just people and they all have their own hurts and their prejudices. Even those who are believers have hurt in their past and ultimately that influences every decision they make. And let me add this, my notes here, yep, because if you don't deal with your crud, that's how we respond and what comes out from that crud that's still in there. And this next one, this is, this happens a lot to people who God gives them a direction, they act on that direction, and then everyone bails on them. So listen to what they say. The most hurtful thing we experienced in leaving the established church is the partnership in ministry that we thought would always be there is not necessarily. When church people judge your different kind of ministry and don't support it like you thought they would, it makes you feel like, well, it's no wonder why the world thinks that they what they do about Christianity. We've really had to take a hard look at what we feel Jesus has called us to and realize that we are not only doing the kind of ministry he wants us to, but quite possibly the kind of ministry he would do. Many of our old church friends don't see it that way because it's not the way they do it. It's not only hurtful, but so frustrating because we spent 14 years teaching them about Jesus. My advice to anyone who has been hurt by the church, pe- church people is separate them from Jesus. I love that. Be honest with yourself about who hurt you and every time you'll see it was imperfect people who have probably been hurt themselves. Jesus doesn't hurt us. He calls us to a better life and shows us how to get there. He wants what's best for us and he will work everything out for our good and his glory. Oh, I love that. So here's another good one. So, so, so many different responses here, but just listen to how similar they are too and i bet there's those of you that have been hurt by the church can relate a lot to, to tonight's episode but here's we're gonna go on my husband and i have been in ministry since we got married 20 years ago as teens we both individually were called to follow jesus in this capacity we surrendered not knowing what that might be we've served in young church plants old churches and house church one thing we have discovered is ministry is messy <laughs> that's an understatement hard things happen unspeakable things occur gossip is a tool of satan that is used by the people of god way too often we've also learned that going through hard things is good it's what brings you to the feet of jesus i love that it doesn't feel good it doesn't look good but being through it many times has taught us to trust jesus and his plan let hurt and harm that you've received from the church people refocus you on jesus and catapult you into the action of loving others more i love that oh okay here's another one with god we can get through anything even church people are sometimes the most hurtful we do put up our guard and we listen better to our gut feelings even people we would assume are strong leaders in the church can be used by the devil amen to that there are well-intentioned dragons in churches you have to be careful of if either of us gets a feeling about someone or something we call those red flags and we share that with each other and pay more attention to those things but there are godly christians that will listen and love on you in your hurt i love that okay i love this one bottom line of what i've learned people fail us but god never does He is always faithful and, of course, sees the whole big picture when we only see what's right in front of us and often with flawed vision and perspective. There have been times that in hindsight, we've been able to see that through very painful endings of a season of ministry with very personal hurts inflicted by others, God was actually protecting us from worse things that unfolded after we had moved on. I learned that his protection doesn't always look like my view of protection and how I think that should unfold. My deepest growth as a believer has come through the most painful of times in ministry. God is the constancy in my life. I love that. He is the one sure thing, unchanging no matter what falls apart around me. I'd rather lean hard into him through all of the pain than try to find my way through on my own which would certainly only bring more hurt and grief acting and reacting apart from God. That's, that's amazing, I love that. Well, I too <laughs> have learned a few things in the 42 years that I've served in the local church. Now, I've been on staff in the, in the local church and I've also been serving since I've been saved. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say 42 years I've been serving the local church. Here's what I've learned everyone is capable of sin pastors deacons and everyone in between you me everyone what man meant for evil God will use for good every time count on it we have no idea what God is doing we don't have the right to know what God is doing or why he is doing it we must trust and obey we are all expendable (laughs) Do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Are we important to God? Yes. Are we more important to God than others? No. I just stepped on some toes. I realized that. The Holy Spirit's like, ooh, you got, you take some people off with that statement. We are not more important to God than other people. Okay, I'll move on. Do what Jesus tells you. Do not make a permanent decision because of an emotional response. Don't make a move until Jesus tells you to move. You are responsible for your own walk with Jesus. You must do what he says. Do nothing out of emotion. Emotions can trick us. What you can do is pray. You can do, go to the one that hurt you and talk it out. At least try. Do all you can to make it right. Tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Do not judge. You are hurt, yes. You might even be a hundred percent right, but you are no better than the one who hurt you. Remember that. Do not gossip. Do not recruit people to take up for your hurts or take your side. That one is so hard. Because you just want you feeling rejected, but you want you want validation and you want someone to believe you and you want someone to believe in you. So it's really hard to not try to recruit people to take up your hurts, right? And take your side, that's really hard. One of the greatest pieces of advice I got in my church hurt was trees are our friends. (laughs) And what they meant by that was a tree won't betray you or gossip or talk back. You can go outside and scream and yell and cry, do whatever you need to do to the trees and get it all out so that you don't do something that you'll regret and have to ask for forgiveness for later. I always loved that. I thought that was really wise. Also, one more thought on this part. I believe that before you leave a church family, before you decide to leave, and that's exactly what it is as a family, you need to go to the pastor and tell him about your decision and why you are moving on. So many people just leave and the staff is left wondering what the heck happened to the Petersons? because nobody will talk it out nobody will use their words and talk they just leave because they don't want to they don't want to deal with a conflict right you do the right thing as much as it depends on you be at peace with all men you can't control what others do but you can control how you respond don't give up don't punk out don't be a punk that was the one thing that Jesus kept telling me over and over, so many people get hurt by the church and then stop serving Jesus. It's not his fault. It's people that sin, not Jesus. Why do we stop serving him when it's people that hurt us? Ask, ask, ask. <laughs> Asking Jesus to heal, restore, reveal, direct, provide, etc., is all over the Bible. We must not demand, but we can ask. Don't forget to ask. Ask him for what you need. Trust him. He'll always take care of it. Always. I've learned that. My platform in ministry has been deal with your crud. In order to be free of sin or hurt, the pain, the anger, you must look at the hurt and the pain. You must honestly look at it. See it in your head. See see the ones that hurt you and deal until you heal. And when you're ready, you must forgive. And I've learned that true forgiveness means you release those that hurt you from the debt that you think they owe you. No one gets to tell you how long that will take or what that process will look like for you. Dealing with your crud is hard. It's brutal. But it's the only way to truly live. Jesus Christ is truth. A relationship with a holy God demands truth. He knows your crud. You can't hide your crud from God. Just because you forgive does not mean that what they did to you is okay. Somebody needs to hear that. Just because you forgive the ones that hurt you does not mean what they did is okay. Don't forget that. But holding on to it causes more damage than the original hurt that they did to you. And one final thought. Jesus loves the church. The church is the body of believers in Christ. We are not to forsake assembling, and if you have been hurt, ask Jesus to change your heart and open it to a new house of worship. They need you, but you need them. Quit trying to believe the lie that you don't need them. Stop choosing to believe the lie. Following Jesus is not for chumps. It's hard. It's also the greatest decision you'll ever make. He had pain too, but he chose to love and forgive. We need to follow his example. Let's ask him to help us do that, right? For more information, you can go to com. Please share this podcast with your friends. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. I'm Sonia Brunner. This is Crud Talk. See you next time.